0: Uh, what's up? Happy uh, quarantine edition of Dragon Ball Superdope. My name is Kyle and this is Kelly. Hey Kelly. How's Hi your uh, How's your quarantine going?
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's been okay.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Talking on a Sunday evening, um much better than me having to do another solo podcast. Uh thank you so much for taking the time like I don't know if this is like inconvenient for your schedule or whatever, but um
1: So inconvenient? Yeah. Honestly?
0: Um so, uh, we did just spend a good portion of time catching up on not only outlining like what we're going to do for this episode, I'm talking about episode 87 of My Hero Academia today. Um uh, but just like talking about general quarantine stuff. Um whether that be like our experiences going out in public the last few days or just general um I don't want to say paranoia. I feel like that's a strong word, but um, cabin
1: fever too.
0: Cabin fever is a good one. Yeah. I'm definitely yeah. feeling that. I miss Mary Lou. Mary Lou, I miss you. You know who Mary Lou is? No. She's the bartender at the bar on the corner from my house. <laughs> she's a mean old lady, but gee dang it, she's my mean old lady and I miss nice. her miss her dearly. Um, but yeah, just talking about that general stuff. So if you want to check that out, um no video feed this week, but good extra half hour worth of stuff um, patreon.com slash Ball super dope you can go check that out but we're talking about episode 87 of my hero academia today Japanese hero billboard chart and if you're nice. watching the sub they yelled JP at the end which I guess is the Japanese part of it but I don't know the, the way that they yell JP at the end it just makes me kind of giggle but uh, there's a lot in this episode like this is the Precursor to everything we can expect in season five, I'd imagine. Um we've got the wrap up of the school festival and the gentle arc, and now we're kind of just setting up a couple of pieces for I mean, this is the uh what's that word I hate? Pen ultimate?
1: Pen- penultimate.
0: Penultimate. You say it differently episode. than I do. It's
1: because you don't like it. So you're like penultimate.
0: What do you say? But
1: it's penultimate.
0: Penultimate.
1: Penultimate. It's a good word, actually.
0: No, it's not. Fuck that word.
1: It is. You're like, I hate that word. I I was like, okay, Kyle.
0: Oh, gosh, Kelly. I just said gosh. All right? You got me saying gosh. Penultimate that. that. See, that's the kind of word that I feel penultimate is. Like Penultimate means like to... I know that it's second to last, but... Second to last. That's not how it sounds. It feels like you could be like, I'm going to penultimate that bitch to the moon, but you don't. I mean, it's not how it works. It you could if works. it was
1: the second to last time you were going to do it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, this is the penultimate episode uh, to the um, end of season four. So I can't
1: believe it because time flies. Kyle, what are we going to? We can't do any. What other things are we going to talk about after this? So, all over.
0: So, I do have all the. You say ghibli, right?
1: I mean,. Studio Ghibli, I say. You say Ghibli? Yes. Do you say Ghibli?
0: I don't know what to say. I don't know. Everybody everybody says it differently. I don't know what to believe.
1: I say Ghibli like I say GIF. Ghibli.
0: Okay. Yeah. We talked about this. Yeah. Yeah. Gib. Yeah. GIF. Graphics. Right. Right.
1: Right. Not Giraffics. Like Jurassic Park. Giraffe.
0: You are um you are correct. I forgot why I just brought that up.
1: Because I was saying what we can't what other episodes are we gonna record?
0: Oh I yeah, was like, oh, so, we could have been
1: recording this whole season.
0: So I did just recently purchase all of the studio Ghibli films. <laughs> we could cover some of those for sure. Have
1: you ever seen any of them before?
0: I think I watched Princess Mononoke and Spirited Away it- both when I was a kid.
1: Mononoke, not Mononoke. Just saying. So you know.
0: Okay, excuse me. Okay. Excuse me, Queen Dweeb. Weeb. Just
1: like, I've seen almost all of them.
0: Well, I think that's, I think I got 18 on a few discs over there. I don't know. I haven't busted them open yet. No. I I did recently got um I did recently get a uh, video capture card for vintage video game systems. So, this could be a super dope exclusive. Um breaking news. I think I might be starting a Twitch channel this week because I've, I've reached I've reached that level of boredom, but I hooked up my PS2, and uh, not only can I now stream me playing all these crazy-ass random Dragon Ball games that I've got. Uh, yeah, I have a bunch of games, but I do have an inordinate amount of Dragon Ball games. Uh, Also, using the PS2, I just hook up some of these badass burned DVDs. I started watching Pete and Pete today. Y'all motherfuckers want to watch Pete and Pete on Twitch? I don't think anybody's going to DMCA that. How about Guy King from the 70s? Y'all want to watch that? How about Star Blazers? Got them all. Got them all. DMCA. I don't think it'll happen, but if it does, it does. In the meantime, we're just going to have time in the quarantine together watching bad anime. More info to follow on that Twitch channel, but I think it's happening.
1: (laughs) I mean, might as well.
0: I spent way too much time this week fucking around with it to not do it now. It's
1: And you've said it, so now that you've said it, you have
0: to do it. I mean, to be fair, I say a ton of shit that I don't actually follow through on. Y'all are waiting for that wrestling podcast. We'll see. <laughs> um, So let's start. Episode 87, Japanese hero billboard chart. Um, yes. Before we even get the title card or the theme song, I think, we do get the confirmation. Erie's moving in.
1: What's up? And I'm so excited.
0: Not only is she moving in. She's got an adorable new outfit and hairdo. and uh, so
1: cute.
0: Everyone from all the girls, especially from Class 1A, are super enamored with her. It's was,
1: almost like they got a class pet, but, you yeah. know. Don't call
0: her pet. It's like the class foster child.
1: I mean, yeah, but that's kind of sad sounding, isn't it?
0: Yeah, but oh. let's be real. Eerie's entire existence of this voice has been pretty sad, so... True. Yeah. Now at this point, uh, Eerie's entire existence to this point has been pretty sad. It's been mostly like hospital beds and nightgowns and bandages. You can't be upset with her living, I guess now with the, the teachers in the teacher dorms. So. Aizawa, I guess is going to be her primary caretaker. You could say, but also with Mirio being, um, on hiatus from school, he plans to spend more time with her as well. So we'll be seeing Erie and Mirio continue to pop in and out. And, uh, I love that. I'm just happy that she didn't get put in an orphanage. Like, Same. It, it would have been pretty reckless if they did put her in an orphanage, knowing the type of power she possessed.
1: Yeah.
0: It would have been like irresponsible. Uh, I mean, yeah, we have seen, um, crazy levels of irresponsibility displayed on a grand scale in uh, recent months, so it's kind of easy to overlook that uh, portion of the story here, but would have been pretty irresponsible to let Yuri just go to any old fucking orphanage. We need to let her live with the teachers. There you go! Um, I like that uh, Amajiki does get, like, uh, Amajiki's only, like, in there for two seconds. He basically pokes his head over into Miriam's shoulder and he's like, hey, she figures it out. Maybe she'll get to rewind your quirk.
1: Yes. I was so glad they mentioned it because that makes me feel like it'll happen.
0: I feel like it's going to be the thing that they dangle in front of us continuously. I don't know.
1: I, I would be so upset if Mirio never gets his powers back. I would be really upset. He worked so hard.
0: It's going to have to be like some kind of ultimate big payoff when finally it happens. And, uh, I, I, like, I don't know like what the appropriate amount of time to wait for something like that would be, but yeah, I feel like they're going to make us wait for a while.
1: Probably a long time. She's so little.
0: Yeah, and it's, it's like she's a long way away from being able to control what she's capable of. Um, right. And those are the two questions that I see in fan groups uh, the most is, could Erie rewind Mirio to the point where he's got a quirk again or rewind All Might to the point where he doesn't have his injury anymore or to the point where he still has embers within him of one for all um, True. and could use his quirk again. Those are the two most commonly posed questions I've seen in fan groups over the last uh, month or whatever. I don't know if we're, uh, I don't know if All Might's timeline is as long as Eerie's uh, timeline is in terms of mastering her power uh, and how long uh, he'll be around. But Muriel, I feel like coincides much more closely with uh I mean, not only, like, is his timeline matched a little bit more closely with, like, how long it might take for her to use her power or learn to use her power, but he's also emotionally invested in this girl's life now.
1: Yeah, she's close to him, so I think if she were to be able to do it, it would be for, you know, one of the heroes that saved her life, you know, and takes care of her.
0: It's basically like a My Two Dad situation.
1: So cute, isn't it?
0: With Uncle Deku coming in every once in a while, (laughs) take her out for a field trip or something
1: get her a candy apple oh it's even sweeter than he
0: described so cute so all right good we got confirmation that erie's still sticking around i'm in for that obviously i cry every time erie's on the screen honestly
1: um, i knew i was like kyle is gonna lose his shit
0: yeah i just appreciated that they let me lose my shit immediately right off the bat
1: right <laughs> off the bat
0: and then they <laughs> give me the uh the intro song to be able to recollect myself um, but they have to get back to the dorms because they have visitors coming soon. And I'm like, oh no, visitors. I wonder who these people could be. Is it their parents or something? I That's what not. I thought. I thought
1: it was going to be a parent visit.
0: Yeah. That would have been pretty appropriate. I feel and would have been a kind of, uh, I, I don't know, appropriate way to wrap up the season. Like, I don't think we've really seen any of the parents since the kids have moved into the dorms. Um, yeah, me and you got into this whole thing about best genius yesterday, and we'll get to that in a minute. But it prompted me to go back and uh, watch a bunch of old episodes. And I watched that episode where they first get moved into the dorms, and they have to go mm-hmm. and approach everyone's parents about and ask, yeah, get the permissions. And it's such like an awkward, th- in some cases, it's kind of awkward. Um, but I say all that is a long way to say we haven't really heard from any of their parents much since I don't think. Um, I would like to check in and, and see what they, I mean, how privy do you think the parents are to like what just happened especially for like Deku or Chaco or any of the people involved with the overhaul arc? Do like, you think any of their parents know what the fuck just happened? What they just did?
1: Probably not. I don't think so. I oh. think they're uh,
0: a little hush-hush. Deku's mom would have a GD heart attack.
1: Yeah, for real. Uh,
0: all right. So they go to the dorms, and we quickly find out that our... um Well, before we, the guests even come in, there is a quick mention of uh Tokoyami uh, getting some, sh- you know, much-deserved praise during the performance. And you actually... You had some thoughts on uh performance general. Last week's episode was just me doing a solo pod, so... It was pretty quick, but Kelly definitely had thoughts on the performance in general. What'd you think of uh the School Festival Arc's ultimate payoff?
1: I loved the festival. I loved it. It's actually one of the only episodes I've watched multiple times. Um I mean, now I'm on we're on quarantine. I'll probably watch the whole thing over again just because I'm going to lose my mind, but um, I loved it. I was so happy for them to get to perform, and it was so cute. And I liked, I liked the song that Zero sings a lot. I've actually listened to it outside of the show a couple of times. Nerd. Um, and then, you know, they give the little clip. I wish they showed more of that play, the uh, <laughs> the Prisoner of Azkaban, Romeo and Juliet play. I wish they showed a little bit more of that.
0: Return of the King, Empire Strikes Back.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they showed like the beauty contest and honestly I didn't really care about the beauty contest
0: yeah. very much. Well, I would uh, have
1: rather seen more of the funny play.
0: Najirato, uh, shout out, you know. Glad you brought it uh took it away from what was her name? Bikubi B- B- or something.
1: Yeah, Bibi Bibi Mo B- 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 <laughs> what a Yeah, something stupid. So stupid impossible yeah. To say name. <laughs> Hopefully she just never shows up again. I would not mind.
0: Yeah, that'd be totally fine. I think she served her purpose. I think she's about to graduate out of UA High altogether and we'll never hear from her ever again. Yes. Sounds good. We hardly (laughs) knew ye and that's exactly how I'd like to keep it.
1: Have a good life. Yeah, Yeah,
0: see ya. So we get the uh, Tokoyami also gets the praise for generally uh, working with Hawks and Hawks is like this up and coming hero. Tokoyami makes the comment, doesn't feel like he took too much in or didn't learn very much because Hawks is just too fast.
1: Yeah, he said it was too fast for me. I don't really, but, don't know what to make of that, but...
0: So, I, I just wanted to point it out now, because it does come back in a later part in the episode, but um, at that point, we got our visitors who were visiting the dorm. It's the Wild Wild Pussycats. Nice. Uh, fun, man, because, I don't know, I don't. I I remember not liking the Wild Wild Pussycats when I first watched them and did a pod on them.
1: Yeah, uh, they were okay. I
0: remember being kind of annoyed with them. But like appreciating what they were paying tribute to in terms of like, uh, whatever Sailor Moon, Super Sentai, the fucking Ginyu Force, whatever you want to equate them to, it's like a staple of anime to have like these over dramatic like posing. Uh, yeah, they
1: were kitschy, you know, they were very perfect. One. Yeah.
0: So they uh, make their reappearance, and the first it's the first time we've seen any of them since the Camino um, incident.
1: Yeah, since and, uh, so we Kachan saw, was abducted, right?
0: Yeah, so and and at the end we see and I forget his name, but the the dude of the wild, wild pussy cats.
1: Yeah, I don't know the macho cat. He that helps
0: is. with like the the recovery mission for Kachan, but yes, yeah, the, the female piece, uh, the female, um, the female parts of the team. They're just in that camp part. Ragdoll gets her quirk taken. Mm-hmm. And the other two, I don't think we really see, but.
1: What was her quirk again? I can't remember.
0: Pff, couldn't tell you.
1: I remember it was cool, but I can't think it's of what it is. Something that
0: One for All thought it was, or All for and One. And took. Something yeah. that All for One thought was useful and took. Um, but now she's just working as office cat lady while the wow uh, wow cats.
1: What a demotion, honestly. I would be furious.
0: I mean. She seems like she's pretty proud about the uh, what she can step up to be able to do for the team.
1: Yeah, and they, you know, they want to get out of retirement or whatever. So,
0: so that kind of segues into oh, well, actually, before we even get into the segue part of it, um, obviously, uh, I think it's Ragdoll's cousin, right? Ragdoll's cousin is Coda. That was
1: like a nephew or something. Yeah,
0: that might be it. It's her her nephew. Ragdoll's nephew Coda is the boy that Deku saved from muscular. And during that, uh, that camp arc just before the could, incident. And, uh, he also kicked Deku in the dick one time. That was great. Yeah. <laughs> what I like about, um, Koda is that an eerie is kind of like the second version of it, but there's been a, a handful of, of little kids that have interacted with Deku in various iterations. I'm thinking mostly like the people in the movie like, that we just saw, uh, for heroes rising, uh, and and now Coda, like you got all these little kids that like reflect a different starting point of like their hero journey and how Deku influences it or whatever. They could all very easily be like one-off sort of interactions, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Eerie, we we didn't have to fucking adopt Eerie. She could just be looking like after. She could have. I don't want to say that she could have died as a result of helping. She could
1: have though. They could have been like, see you.
0: See, they very easily could have written it to be yeah. that way. They did not have to keep yeah. her around. Um, Masuho, Masahiro, why fuck, I don't know their names from Heroes Rising, but those two kids, I don't expect to ever see them again because I don't think that's a canon story, but, like, those two kids are another example of it. Deku and Bakugo, respectively, help influence those kids on uh, what their own personal uh, relationship is in terms of uh, heroes and heroism or what it means to be a hero or wanting to be a hero. It's all a long way to say Coda is the one thing that's come back now three different times for Deku. So he has the instance where he saves him and he's like, I'm not going to let this little kid down as he's fighting muscular. Great fucking moment. It could have ended right there. And Mm -hmm. it still would have been a moment that's super impactful. A few episodes later, he gets the letter from Koda that says, hey, sorry, I kicked you in the dick. Also, thank you for saving me. That was awesome. I appreciate it. (laughs) Yeah, that could have been it. That could have been it. Nope. I was
1: surprised to see him again. Definitely. They give
0: us an entire season and they give us this little visit and it's such a small payoff, but GD did it tickle my fucking heart. He's got matching shoes. He wanted to get It them is so cute. Matching red shoes. Koda, uh, I think will be uh, on his way to, to be a hero. Um, I
1: think so too.
0: And he's got like the like a water quirk, right? Like he sprays mm-hmm. a little water hose at,
1: His parents were like the water horses or whatever they were. The nor- Remember his parents were like a sort hero of, team.
0: Yeah. They could manipulate water, right? Were they yeah. like were they called the normal heroes for some reason not sticking out in my brain? I don't think so. I don't know. I have to double check, but whatever it is, uh maybe Kota will develop that that water quirk into something useful Mm.
1: I like that they brought him back because I think that Deku is actually like getting real fans that aren't just his classmates you know what I mean and I really I think that that's really nice I think I like it it's
0: cute yeah the idea of Deku like developing a fandom isn't something that I've really ever thought about but one by one for sure amongst all these little kids that we're talking about he's just touching all these kids one by one Sounds, Don't
1: make it creepy. Sounds worse <laughs> than I
0: meant it. Um, yeah, no, you're right, though. Like, he is starting to develop inroads with, like, having, um, you know, we'll say it's like a grassroots kind of fan base. Like,
1: Yeah.
0: He's not like he's like a, out there doing the gentle criminal thing, like making YouTube videos, trying to hype up his brand. But he is going out of his way to make sure whomever the hell it is that he saves has got the most positive. like. He, he, Deku's basically operating as if he's a restaurateur who's got a fucking Yelp page and needs the highest of reviews all the time. Yeah, so he real? just goes above and beyond in terms of service. <laughs> but it's not coming from like a, a place of uh, capitalism and making money. It's coming from a place of his heart. So cute. Deku, you're too good for this world. Um, and he
1: handled it so well, that thing with the shoes. Honestly, I'm such a weirdo. If somebody was like matching my shoes, I would be like, yo, like, don't contact me ever again, you creep.
0: Coda gets so mad. I'm so happy that you stopped to point that out. <laughs> Coda gets so mad. He's like, hey, what the fuck? Why are you blowing up my spot? Like adults, <laughs> like they hate the adults in my life. Why are you making me look like a creep, basically? Because <laughs> I think that would be kind of a logical reaction. Even if I was an adult in that situation, I'd be like, Okay. Have to uh, tell
1: everybody.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a little strange, but <laughs> Teku's like, "Oh, cool, we match now, dope." Yeah, so cute. And Cord is like, hell oh, yeah, we match. I still like you a lot." <laughs>
1: He's like, "Totally a coincidence that we match." Okay, totally a coincidence.
0: So they make mention of Ragdoll potentially being able to get her quirk back from All For One, and I know Bad that idea. neither of us know what that quirk is right now, but basically the um the restriction of the catch 22 and that whole idea is uh, they can't let up on offer one to be able to give or transfer that quirk back to her because let's up all the restrictions. Lord knows what other quirks that he has. Like there's no knowledge on the limit, uh, a number in, in terms of numbers that he could have or like what those powers could be. If they let up on him for just a second, that could be the end of it. So she's opted to just be office cat lady. And that doesn't mean she's going to be like a weird cat hanging out in the windows, sunbathing or anything. She's just going to be doing office paperwork. So that's cool. But
1: I mean, she's probably also going to lay in the window in the sun. Why not?
0: I mean, if you got the downtime, but you
1: can bring your laptop over to the window. Sounds great.
0: Yeah. Working at home is uh encourage us to do all sorts of new things in terms of trying to, Get some GD sunlight so we're not feeling like...
1: I mean, it's been cloudy every day. It's just the worst.
0: Yeah. I feel like a chud person. Um, A chud person. Either way, uh, Wild Wild Pussycats have not been super active in terms of their hero work. So their rankings have recently gone down in terms of the uh, Japanese hero billboard chart. Um, Previous year, I think they were ranked number 32. And this past year, they were ranked 411 down in the triple digits. Huge dip. So I think the idea of the Japanese hero Bobo chart is an interesting one. It's one they've alluded to several times throughout the series. Really, ever since we've met All Might and he's been described as the number one hero. So the idea of a number one hero being presented to you automatically uh, indicates that there must be a number two hero and so on and so forth. So the idea that we get to see not only only like how these charts are um, like put together and thought about, but like also how they're presented to the public as a a more grander event was pretty interesting to see. Um, Basically, the Japanese hero billboard chart It's a total of uh, the number of incidents a hero resolves, uh, their contribution to society, which is like a super fucking open-ended metric, and then citizen approval rating. Um, They typically do the rankings twice a year. It's not a set time, um, but this is the first ranking that they've had uh, since the Camino incident three months ago. So three months ago was the most recent ranking Camino incident happened. All Might is forced into retirement. This is the first one since. So maybe only having two a year and then having them three months apart is a little unorthodox, but the idea is we have to have one now because it's a very uncertain time in hero society. Uh, villains are feeling emboldened without um, you know, a known uh, quantity like All Might out there to smash their dicks off. So we need to anoint whoever that number one hero is going to be. Obviously, it's uh, sort of like unofficially done Endeavor because he's been the number two hero for so long. But we need to update the rankings here and uh, see where everybody stands and see how the symbol of peace, if there is going to be a new one, is going to shake out in this hero society at this point. So that all said, number of incidents resolved, contribution to society, citizen approval rating. Let's get our top 10. All right. Number 10, Q, the dragoon hero. She's super big and she once did like a flying elbow through the concrete into the goddamn hole and helped overhaul, break out of that bitch and then Deku and Eerie, like, and then the lady started singing and there was an anime fight and she Sang Blue Goku <laughs> showed up. It was wild. Number nine. She
1: was, she young? the work study was with Uaraka, right? Did she do a work study with her?
0: Um, And Froppy? I don't think that was Ryu, Q, was it?
1: I don't know, was it? I thought that they all kind of ended up working together.
0: Yeah, no, you're totally right. And that's why she's part of the raid, and that's why she busts through that concrete. Right, okay. Uh, Number nine, the equipped hero. I'm probably gonna fuck this up, but it's Yoroi Y-O- R O I Yo Musha M U S H A the equipped hero. He looks like uh, an old man. Yeah, but like also like some kind of stormy old knight at the round table or some shit.
1: I mean, yeah, I guess I was like, who is this old guy right now? Somebody's grandpa is top nine. What's happening?
0: Number eight, the clean and shiny commercial laundry hero launch. What?
1: Was this what was this?
0: I can only imagine or at least hope that it's like a reference to some kind of mascot in Japan for wash and
1: but what was this? I this to me was so confusing. I Okay. It, that dragon lady was beat in the top ten by a washing machine. That can like, only
0: say washa, washa, wash. Wash,
1: wash, 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 wash. wash. What? Washer,
0: washer, what? washer, 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 washer. I would washer.
1: pay money to see a villain fight with the washing machine.
0: I bet the washing machine hands out some ass whoopings. Uh, that's, what? I'm so you confused. heard me about that washing machine? Scoops some motherfucker up with the arms that you don't expect the washing machine when to have.
1: stain was around,
0: huh? I mean, stain probably wouldn't Natural have a problem.
1: I was so confused by this washing machine, oh my God, that was a good one. I could not believe it. They really made a washing machine top ten
0: washer, washa, washa
1: washa, washa
0: number seven
1: yo, I'm sorry, but do you even have to go on? Just the washing machine like the episode should just ended. I could not even take it seriously after that part. I was in shock. <laughs>
0: Washa, washa. A... Kevin washa, washa, washa.
1: like why did't they even give him the mic to talk? you know what I mean when they went by one by one why like, <laughs> they know what he's gonna say oh my God
0: Kelly's having a really tough time with a uh, clean commercial so Roger confused. hero launch number seven. Sorry. Kamui Woods. Kamui Woods. Um, he's like the first Feed hero. The he's like the first hero we see uh, in the first episode of My Hero Academia, with his lacquer chain prison, like binding up one of the first villains that Deku sees out. Uh, while he's walking home from school, I'm convinced Kamui Woods would make a great um spinoff series. Um oh, not right, only, right. Not only because of that, and like it could very easily coincide with everything that goes on with Deku's world. He's like a very new hero. Um, also a successful one. He's also part of that, um, team, Camino incident. Right? And, binds and he's everybody a te- in
1: a team with Mount Lady. So, right? They're teammates.
0: so he's in a team. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No yeah.
0: comment. Yeah. No, that's called banging, he's banging Mount Lady who's currently ranked 23rd. And he's also in an age. He's working for Ed shot like, in his agency. Right. So I so. Ed shot, you know, spoiler is going to be number three on this list. So the number seven hero and the number three hero and the number 23 hero, not to like discount Mount Lady in this either, all working together. I've alluded to it a lot, several times, and we kind of saw some of it in the overhaul arc, although I think that was kind of forged out of necessity as opposed to like a um, a specific tactic that a hero agency would choose to take up in, in terms of employing like many pro quality pro heroes. But, um, the idea of like an Avengers kind of team coming out of this world at some point, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Kamui Woods, Mount lady, Ed shot. Maybe that's the beginning of the Avengers of the Mount, my hero academia world. All right. That's all I'm saying, whether they're dating or not, whether or not they're, um, solving the overhaul thing. Oh wait, they were all involved. I don't think Mount Lady was was she?
1: No, they were in the um one they for in... all new no no, no thing. Yeah, the Camino right?
0: incident. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're gonna get there. But in I a don't second. think they we're... were there for overhaul. We're gonna talk about. We're gonna talk. Yeah, about... we're gonna talk yeah.
1: about that. Yeah, we're gonna talk about that. I know.
0: Uh, number six, the Shield Hero, Crust, who is uh, apparently a super all night fanboy.
1: Hate his name, Crust.
0: Yeah. Crust. What the fuck?
1: Yeah cut Gross. the
0: crust off this shit sandwich is more like it am i right disgusting number five the rabbit hero mirko, M-I-R-K-O? mirko? I thought it was
1: like mirko
0: mirko is mm-hmm. probably the better way i just i wrote it down haven't heard hot. it in a few hours yeah mirko kind of made us all think about going over to the fucking furry side with carlton um i do want to point out I only start to point it out cuz it's a Dragon Ball thing. She's got the um fuck, what's the word? The cadence or the sound or the timbre, uh voice delivery of the voice actress who does Launch's voice in Dragon Ball. Um and I mean blonde mean gonna shoot you with a machine gun launch. Um but she also has like that Boma Bunny aesthetic to her like she's Mm the bunny hero so in my brain when i first saw her and then heard her speak i'm like this is a fusion dance of boma and launch but boma was in her bunny costume and it worked into the metamorian fusion genetics okay just pointing that out like all dragon ball fans listen to all the episodes It's the kind of commentary you come for uh i hope
1: she's in i liked her a lot i hope she's in some future stuff
0: i hope she shoots somebody in the face
1: I'm so into it, really and truly. She was doing something for me. She needs to be in some more episodes.
0: Oh, my God. Do you have a hard on for the bunny lady?
1: Do you think she has a fuzzy tail? I thought about it
0: a lot. Like the little cotton ball one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably.
1: Yeah, I thought so, too.
0: But is it just part of her costume or part of her genetics?
1: I mean, probably the costume. I'm pretty sure the ears are costume. I don't think that those are...
0: What if she's like a yeah. Froppy and she's just like hopping around all hoppity hop, like a big old ribbity oh, rock? Speaking
1: of Froppy, we learned a little bit about her in the beginning. I don't know. If...
0: She's got a little sister. So a little
1: sister. That yeah, that was cute. Yuri
0: reminds her of.
1: Yeah, my little Oh, she reminds me of my little sister. That was cute. I love Froppy.
0: Do you think Froppy's little sister is a little frog sister, too?
1: Is she a tadpole? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know.
0: That would be adorable if it was. She had tadpole powers. Do I mean what powers? are tadpoles?
1: What are those powers, honestly? Tadpoles are so useless.
0: They can grow up.
1: That's I mean they just get eaten by like everything.
0: Number four. Four? Yeah, yeah
1: number four. Number
0: four. I said three. Number earlier. four. Number four. The ninja hero, Ed shot. Nice. Uh again teaming up with Kamui Woods and Mount Lady. That sounds like some kind of power trio, the likes of ne- which have never been seen. We're going to see some My Hero Boku Noirakademi Avengers. That's right. I just said all that in one sentence. Number three. All right, this is where me and Kelly got into a <laughs> fight yesterday. Yeah,
1: who's, I'm sorry, who's the number three hero? What? <laughs> number
0: three is the Fiber Hero. Stupid fucking title. Uh, Best genist.
1: St- stupid title! You're trying to get me mad right off the right off the bat.
0: A little bit, yeah. <laughs> Is it working?
1: I mean, I've been furious. When did we talk about this the other day? I've been I think mad it
0: every- was yesterday, but yeah, so. I was firmly under the impression that Best Gina. And listen, I thought that maybe it was just me being a big old dummy and like I misinterpreted the situation, and maybe that it was resolved and I missed it in a line. But then I thought again about it, and I was like, wait a minute, motherfucker! You make a podcast about all these goddamn episodes. If there was a line set about Best is being alive, surely you would have written it down on one of your notepads and remembered it because that's literally how I remember half the things that I take down in this. My point is, it's been left ambiguous about whether or not he's been dead. I just And assumed you
1: assumed he was dead?
0: Automatically. And but I had
1: always assumed he was alive.
0: Did you see what all for one did for him? Did yeah, for him I mean, did, I did to him?
1: <laughs> yeah. But I mean, honestly, all. All might had all of the, half his respiratory organs destroyed but or whatever, he's and he still kicking.
0: And the, and I'm glad that so you Best said Genius. that.
1: Jeans are very durable.
0: So right before Genus gets a fucking noticeable hole, like the majority size of his torso, blown into him, and then all the blood shoots up after. Like it is a particularly gruesome scene for this, sh- even for this show, which like features a small boy breaking his goddamn arms for most of the first season. It's a particularly gruesome scene for this show, but they have this whole exchange before that even happens about how your uh, quirk is not about raw power. Like your quirk isn't something that would be uh, useful to me all for one. It's only useful to you through practical use and expertise and practice. Um, That's how you're so good at restraining people with goddamn denim jeans. Best genius, you good haired weirdo. That's why he doesn't take the quirk and blows a goddamn hole through him. Okay. It's to contrast that with versus a guy like All Might who's got this tremendous amount of power, but at times comes off like a Johnny Bravo looking kind of fucking dope.
1: Okay, but here's my thing. So when we when I recorded the other episode with you and you had said you were like, oh rest in peace, best genius. I was honestly shocked, but then I was like, oh, I must have missed it that he like actually died or whatever. So I'm curious. what other people thought if other people thought he was dead because my reasoning for thinking that he lived was because Deku and the crew that whole little motley crew people they were all there and like witnessed that you know what I mean and they never mentioned it again and I've seen a lot of show I've seen a lot of anime like a lot of anime and I feel like they would have mentioned this is that what prompted me to call back hero they die. didn't
0: see him die though they were still hiding behind that wall the, yeah, the, they the students were behind that wall and knew that something was going on on the other side the entire time and they don't break through and see what's on the other side of that wall until kirishima busts through and they go to rescue Kachan. i don't think they knew
1: but they said that they felt his like energy like deplete or whatever
0: which would but then they never mentioned
1: it again so exactly. that's what made me think that he, I felt like if he died, I mean, you know, wholesome Deku would have been like, it would have been mentioned again, I, I thought. I, I was always do. under the impression. And
0: I don't think they've ever gone out of their way to like reiterate that he's been in recovery ever since or whatever, but it doesn't matter because you know what, dude, because of uh, the citizen approval rating because of this incident that almost cost him his life three months ago, has him still, it's upped him from number four to number three. So, number three on the... My
1: boy.
0: Yeah, your best boy, Japanese hero, billboard chart, J.P., fiber hero, best genus. Number two, Hawks, the winged hero, 22-year-old, headphone-wearing, I guess, uh glass. Weird
1: yellow sunglasses. Yeah,
0: those like weird.
1: People
0: wear them
1: for night driving, you know what I mean?
0: I mean, right. old, old people do.
1: Old people, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking
0: just like Euro trash goggle status, but yeah, no, you're on the right track. Uh, he comes in at number two. Uh, it's really like, in terms of the series, all we've heard about him is Tokoyami went and worked with him. Uh, we saw him for a few scenes in the movie, but mm-hmm. again, it would have been, it would have made more sense if we could have saw him here and then saw him in the movie, but
1: I agree. It was
0: what it was in terms of timing, unfortunately. It did Um,
1: sort of alter my perception of him a little bit, I think.
0: Yeah, because Because
1: you— I liked him in the movie more than I liked him in this episode.
0: Yeah. We're going to get to talking about how much of a—
1: Pretentious.
0: Pretentious is one way to say it, but I was going to go more like— No, maybe you're right. Pretentious. Uh, I don't know. He just reminds me of one of my old bosses. Uh, Number one, Endeavor. No shock. Nice. So so they list off all of the rankings of the top 10. They acknowledge that it's been three months since the Camino incident and that it's a critical juncture. Yada, da, 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 da. all of the stuff that we alluded to earlier. Um, but they do pass the microphone and allow several people to make, you know, a statement. Q talks about, um, you know, not being able to be deserving of the rank. She got Ed shot. just wants to, uh, make sure that he continues to bring about peace and that prompts, our new friend, number two hero Hawks, to say, Who's gonna like hearing that? Your nonsense about bringing peace. Stain, meaning the hero killer Stain that Kelly referenced earlier, who would be the watch, natural. Wash,
1: wash, 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 wash. So annoying. It was the worst. I was like, Why'd you even give him the microphone? Honestly. So. Did people pay money for those tickets to sit and watch that. Oh. So, Serious.
0: Hawks. <laughs> I love how passionate you are with the washing machine here. Hawk takes the opportunity to break down the brain gangs. Uh, He describes how best genius... Hi, kept...
1: I'm sorry, but just imagine that you're a villain and you've been working so hard and you get beat by a washing machine. Honestly, like, what kind of world is this? I don't understand. And is that a washing machine? Was that a person? <laughs> is there, like, a mom, a mom washing machine? <laughs> this is what i'm saying i don't understand is this just like a washing machine that was experimented on or is that is that a person
0: i think it's a washing machine
1: so confusing i just hate it
0: anyway hawks breaks down the rankings
1: oh my god i love how bothered you are by it. right right
0: hawks breaks down the rankings uh he explains how gene has got the highest approval uh, with the boost from his hiatus and, you know, how it was kind of forced. Um, second is Hawks in terms of approval ratings. Uh, third is Ed Shaw and fourth is Endeavor. So um, Hawks makes it known. He thinks the approval number is the most important number right now. And now that the symbol of peace is gone, why are less accomplished heroes uh, playing it safe um, when we've got so much to try to I guess prove right now in the face of heroes uh, excuse me, criminals feeling more emboldened. Um, so we get a little bit of background on who Hawks is. Twenty-two mm-hmm. year old started his own hero agency at eighteen. In the second half of that year, uh his hero agency was ranked to the top ten and he's just been on the steady incline ever since. Now he's number two, uh, number one or We'll say, quote unquote, number one in terms of approval, if best genus hadn't just got a fucking hole blown through him three months previous, I imagine Hawks probably would have had a higher approval rating, but.
1: I don't know. It was like a jerk speech, though. You know what I mean? Because it's this... what a jerk. I just didn't like him. Oh, gave me a weird vibe.
0: Well, I mean, he just kind of plays it off as like, now that we've um, gone on this road, of not having this definitive power source or whatever or, or this person like this definitive warrior to be able to shut down any and all threats um you know why are people kind of continuing to play it like it was the status quo like this is a very different world that we're living in in terms of the hero age like uh the criminals have already realized that why are we so slow to react so the fact that they call together like this critical juncture or whatever to redo the rankings of the heroes hawks I kind of think rightfully, as much as a pretentious asshole he comes off as in the process of it, he kind of rightly calls out, like, why are we doing this three months after the fact? Like, this has kind of been an issue for a bit. Um, why are people playing it so safe in the midst of all of this nonsense? Like, uh, you know, I think we need to change the status quo here. And this is all leading up to him eventually handing off the microphone to – um what's the word short monosyllabic um, endeavor who man a few words yeah like in response to what that dude just said especially and i like that he calls it out he's like i don't want to fan the flames like that young man just did yeah just watch me and i'm like was pretty
1: cool yeah
0: it was a pretty badass moment and uh hawks gives him the slow clap
1: I know, what a dick,
0: honestly. Douche. But also, (laughs) I've been the victim of many a slow clap in my life. That's not a sex joke. When people don't join in on the slow clap, it makes the slow clap somehow worse. Yeah, I bet. (laughs) Exponentially worse. So slow clap starts, cuts to the commercial. We go to uh, backstage. So I did want to point out even though Endeavor did a really good job keeping his act together on stage in front of everybody, the second he gets backstage with Hawks, he's, like, ready to strangle this motherfucker and turn him into a Like, Yeah, he's furious. He's so, so mad. And they, what I like about this uh, scene is kind of the thing that sort of attracted me to the whole pro wrestling thing in the last few months. I don't know if I teased it on the Patreon or not public feed whatever today but don't know what's up with that wrestling thing but we talk a lot about kayfabe and it and the idea of um committing to a storyline or a character arc um that you know is kind of fictional but even out in public you commit to it because it's serving a greater purpose the greater story whatever in this case it's the story of trying to appease or put your citizens at ease and make them think that the hero community has it together and Mm -hmm. hawks is very cognizant of that and apparently his whole speech that we just saw in the scene previous was a way to maybe tempt endeavor into overreacting or blowing up and endeavor didn't do that and kept it calm and responded the way that he did Uh, and on the other side of that scene backstage he's ready to strangle the motherfucker so he breaks kayfabe and he's like dude what the fuck are you doing out there you're making me look like an asshole <laughs> he's
1: like, yeah. Fox was like, no, you were cool. You were
0: cool. Yeah, he's like, you know, yeah, no. You're right. I totally tried to make it look like an asshole, but you get us together. You're cool. Yeah, no, you're totally cool. You uh you're the leader that we need. It's gonna keep it together in the midst of all of this. So anyway, but thinking about some things. Uh you wanna get lunch? Yeah, like,
1: what this guy is so weird.
0: It's 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 kind of weird. Like a part of him is serious and seems like he's well uh, meaning. Another part of him is like, could you give any less of a shit at a certain point? Like the way that he just shoots his mouth off in front of that crowd, like yeah, I, I don't know. I never
1: ju- said he's like, is he mocking me right now? He's yeah, like, are you? Is he mocking me? What is this? Wasn't even sure what to make of it. Doesn't know. Yeah.
0: And, I I think that they do a really good job in this episode, like bouncing back and forth between that seriousness and that carelessness of a, of a character like Hawks. So basically it's all a long way for Hawks to ask Endeavor out to lunch. So they decide to go to lunch in the Kyushu district. And we get this weird cut scene of, uh, this dude in a long raincoat outside of a construction company that he's worked for, for the last, uh, three years or so. And he's very evidently about to flash his dick out to the public. In case you couldn't tell by his outfit. Um, he is uh all about the metahuman liberation movement and that's what he yells bonsai metahuman liberation um as he um exposes himself and i'm like yo why you how is this serving your purpose man how is showing your dong to the general public serving anybody but his quirk is shame The more shame he feels, the more powerful he becomes. So he's a 31-year-old man in a raincoat showing his dick off to get more power named Teru Hazukashi, um, who is heavily influenced by Destro's life story. So Destro is a, I won't say like fabled villain, like in the sense of All for One, but he's some kind of older villain in the world of Boku no Hero Academia, who apparently wrote a book that is becoming um a little bit more um in vogue more popular
1: yeah
0: in recent years given the uncertainty of civilization as a whole so um more to come on that i'd like to know more about who destro is but obviously pretty thinly veiled allusion to uh to mind right? like,
1: i mean i didn't put it together until you said it but yeah sure
0: now that i said it it's pretty much like think about though
1: I mean, I kind of was like, oh yeah, that does sort of make some sense, yeah.
0: Woo, it's just really quickly though. Yeah,
1: talk about one of the worst quirks ever. The more, the more shame, the more embarrassed you are, the more powerful you get.
0: But think about it from like uh, a relative situation. Like, you don't need to necessarily be showing off your dick to fucking be shameful. Like, (laughs) I remember. Yeah, but I'm just.
1: I feel like I don't know. Like, I almost am never embarrassed. I. Because I hate being embarrassed. I'm almost so I'm, always embarrassed. Well, like, how would you want to be more powerful when you're embarrassed? When you're embarrassed, you kind of want to like hide and go away, right? You don't want to like hulk out when you're embarrassed. Yeah, I don't but know. If you, can I knowingly,
0: a- if you can knowingly manipulate yourself into situations that you know will shame you when you're trying to make use or capitalize on peak power, I could, I could orchestrate that in a minute. Yeah.
1: I mean, but how many times can you like, like this guy, he's like gonna flash himself to other people. Just fucking find
0: other After things a that while, embarrass you. you.
1: Find that not embarrassing anymore. Just like, find you know different I mean?
0: things that embarrass you. Like returning your, you know, video. It's a blockbuster weekly. That's embarrassing.
1: No, it's no, it's not. <laughs> Just never return them. Avoid it.
0: What And incur twenty seven ninety nine fee?
1: Use a fake ID when you get them. Nobody even has blockbuster anymore.
0: Exactly my point in bringing it up. How about libraries? People still go to libraries, right?
1: I officially own several library books now.
0: Did you pay a fee of twenty seven ninety nine for them?
1: It was like the book price. Yeah, I had to just buy the book.
0: Exactly. So, but I,
1: I don't know. I'm not embarrassed by it. I just I think that that's just the weirdest quirk. I just this episode, this whole episode gave me like a a better view of like the my hero academia world in general for a couple reasons because when the wild wild pussycats were talking about how they're in the 400s but they were still happy about it because they're in the three digits i was like oh shit there's a lot more heroes than i really thought you know what i mean so that was kind of eye-opening
0: like pokemon and and shit
1: freaking washing machine hero i was like yo somebody is on crack
0: you are not gonna let this washing machine hero go
1: I can't. I was like, what is this? And then this guy with his shame quirk, because I have seen some quirks that are kind of unfortunate because they can be like deformant, you know, they can be like almost like deformities and stuff. So I've seen some that are kind of weird, but then it's like, oh, the more shamed you feel, the stronger you get. I don't know. It was very eye opening to me for the universe of My Hero Academia.
0: You know, they do a good job every once in a while pulling you out of the main story and like having you take like a more 30,000 foot view kind of approach and being like, this is the world at large and uh, understanding like how all of these major decisions that have been made in our heroes, or not, not necessarily just Deku's story, but like the story in around him, how they affect the larger world and this Kamino incident and All Might, like it is one of the most badass anime fights I've seen in a very very long time, but it's also affected this, the history of the world that we're watching this anime in. Pretty cool.
1: Yeah, it's a crazy episode.
0: So they go to Kyushu. Uh, Hawks takes care of this lunch. dong slashing, slashing, dong flashing weirdo pretty quickly. He takes care of everybody's problems pretty quickly.
1: Yeah, he, people pleaser.
0: Yeah. And like, very, that makes
1: me think he's a snake. I don't like people pleasers.
0: I, don't like I told either. you, I
1: you know how I said I don't like when people are too nice. People pleasers bother me. That's
0: why I've been nice to you once. Yeah, don't. Won't be.
1: Be like, bye, Kyle. It was nice knowing you.
0: I'm ready for it. Um, Good
1: luck on your podcasting ventures. Yeah.
0: So Hawks solves that problem. He saves a puppy from getting hit by a truck. He uh, helps carry an old woman's luggage across the way. Um, all like while he's walking and trying to get Endeavor's input on where to go for lunch. So, uh, they go and get some, I want to say it's called Tokoyaki, but there's also a pretty fair chance that I just made that word up. Um, they go and get some Tokayaki, we'll say. And sure. they're, uh, eating in what seems to be an upstairs private room, gorgeous view. And Hawk sort of lets him in on the, uh, why he brought him to lunch, what this whole thing's about. Um the no moves um are rumored to be back. And uh Endeavour having fought some no moves in season three and one of the more memorable fight scenes when he like runs across that building with his boots, heels like cutting into the side is
1: he... Yeah, melting it or whatever. Yeah. <sighs> so badass. cool. So cool.
0: So um Endeavor is like ready. Uh, to go fight these things again, but like Hawks giving him kind of open ended information about it. Like there's no, defendants. I heard about it
1: here. Heard yeah. about it. There. There's
0: no report from police, but like it's the whisperings of housewives and school children who walk the alleyways and see weird shit. It was really weird. Yeah, like, these little whispers of society things, which, like, doesn't really coincide with much of the hero investigation stuff we've seen to this point in the series, which I think is worth pointing out, that he's like, yeah, you know, I hear stuff here and there, where, like, everyone else is like, hey, what's up? Here's my cop friend named Sukayuchi, and let him fucking produce all these years of police reports on one for all, or all for one, rather. Uh, Like, Hawks being so, like tight-lipped or specifically vague about where he hears things so
1: irritating too. the whole thing was so irritating i it was just a rumor but it could be not a rumor but it was just a rumor here and people are just stirring up
0: stuff but like they allude to other stuff there too like he straight up just asks for endeavor's food and he's like oh i'm sorry i've got no self-control like Oh, and by the way, I scouted your son to come work for my agency because it wouldn't have looked good if the number two hero's son worked for my agency. Like, How much of a sociopath are you out to try to prove yourself to be in this first lunch meeting? Because you just hit three major red flags like right out the goddamn gate.
1: They let you know that he didn't go to UA, which I thought was interesting. I wonder what school
0: he went to. But Endeavor also does ask him or says to him, you seem pretty well informed on what's going on at UA, huh? yeah and he goes no excuse me uh endeavor says you know a lot about somebody who doesn't go you know a lot about UA for somebody who doesn't go there or didn't go there right i think that's how we phrased it
1: because i feel like if you had gone to ua it'd be more you'd be more informed because you kind of know the teachers and you know the staff and you used to go to the school yeah it's it's definitely interesting that he i wonder what school he went to i thought it was you know i think that they mentioned things for a reason and they mentioned that I think for
0: a reason. So I, I just think it's interesting that he uses the word informed. Okay. Mm. He's well informed on UA. Um, it's obviously been hinted. We've talked about it at several times throughout the course of this podcast. Um, the idea of a potential traitor, spy, mole being inside UA High. Um, it was definitely and and again, we've started covering Boko no Hero Academia like over a year ago now. So many things have changed, uh, since that point in time. But when we first started covering it and I was getting familiar with the series, Horikoshi was like, Oh yeah, that's right. I did start that little thread line there. I should probably follow, follow up. up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe this is the start of him starting to follow up on that. But I just think it's very curious that Hawks uses the word informed specifically. almost as if he has an informant, um, but he speaks more specifically to, like, or vaguely, I, I guess, about, you know, these rumors of Nomu's out there in the world and how they could be new and improved and how, um I mean, they do have, like, a little cutaway where Dobby is, like, going into the room and, like, releasing it or whatever.
1: Yeah, with that creepy eye.
0: Yeah, what's he call it? All new, right? Is that what it's called or brand new? I don't remember. I thought I wrote it down. But apparently I didn't. I think he calls it all new, but he lets it out. And it has like, I mean, the old gnome was like, we know what they look like. They got the brains on the outside and like these big muscular friggin' hulking bodies or whatever. Yeah. In that Dobby shot and kind of when it's on the pratt or like on the move toward the window to go break up this awesome, not inconspicuous at all lunch date uh, between Hawks and Endeavor. It looks kind of like a shadow figure almost. Like it doesn't have mm-hmm. that big bulky body thing going for it.
1: So, yeah, it looked sleeker than the other ones for yeah. sure.
0: Yeah. But it also looked like, and I don't know if it's just like an animation choice and like trying to keep us, you know. Fluid, keep, right? Super fluid. Like it's like kind of shrouded in secrecy almost, but fluid is the perfect adjective. You stole my word. So sorry. cut it out.
1: My bad. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder about this new um Nomu because Endeavor did really well against them in that other fight. They I found that they were pretty flammable. I wonder if this one's gonna have been altered to be flame resistant.
0: So I think that they kinda give you a hint as to the answer to your question before the episode wraps. Like Endeavor comes out like Endeavor is like, oh, I guess they weren't rumors, huh? And he yeah. kind of like looks at Hawks. So I wonder if Endeavor really trusts Hawks.
1: You I know, don't think so. Cause that felt like a setup to me because
0: even Hawks is like, I'd like to team up with you. I want to be because like Hawks pitches him on this whole idea of like, I need like a strong number one hero. I want to be this, this dude who's like this, you know, 20 to 30 ranked hero who can kind of
1: people have less eyes on me. Yeah. I
0: I want to operate down in the lower ranks where I can, you know, wake up, go not do anything throughout the day, go to bed and be like, oh, I didn't do anything today. Like he wants to live like a boring kind of ordinary existence or so he pitches it. So he he, he tells himself that he wants to He tells endeavor. I want to be the producer. Behind the number one hero, so like if that doesn't speak to like the level of like Truman Show level narcissism, sociopathic shit going on with this dude already, that's a that's a kind of a it's kind of a big red flag. But um, all the teases of like it's just a rumor, it's just a rumor, and then it shows up at the glasses, you know, at the glass of the window, and then it shows up at the window. Timing. Yeah, exactly. Like, but my
1: other thing though is that. Did Endeavor pick where they had lunch? Because, you know, they were very conveniently way up in the sky for like a flying Nomu. True. But if Endeavor picked where they had lunch, I don't know. I have some I have some weird feelings about it. Which is unfortunate because I liked Hawks in the movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I got a different vibe from him in the movie. And it was just very um, weird to see him in the show and have kind of such a different feeling from him.
0: Yeah, to see him kinda like so evidently skirting the line in a lot of uh instances and like being more than okay with kind of admitting it and just being like, Oh, you know, I'm kinda cool with the whole hero society thing, but I'm kinda cool with just being a lazy asshole too and letting you do the real work. Let me help you figure out a better way to like rebrand yourself so that way I can do less work. Like that's not the kind of character that I took out of the uh the hero Yeah, Rising I didn't
1: get movie. that. And then, like, he said to himself that he does his own investigating. You know, he was like, oh, yeah, I didn't hear anything from the cops, but I do my own investigating. Yeah,
0: I just fly around the country by myself.
1: Part of the reason why he's saying that stuff about wanting to be in a lower ranking is because as the number two hero, a lot of people, like, watch him. You know what I mean? And he's like, it's harder to do maybe shady stuff with a lot of people with their eyes on you. You know what I mean? It's almost like he wants to drop
0: down in the noticeability uh, of all this stuff. Yeah.
1: He's like, yeah, so I don't like do this. do some
0: shady <laughs> shit.
1: Pay attention to me.
0: I don't like yeah, it. Yeah, I
1: don't know. I got weird vibes from him.
0: I don't like it. Don't like it one bit. It reminds me of a fucking boss I worked with one time. not going to go into it, but uh, Endeavor shows up. Excuse me. Anomu shows up to Endeavor's launch window, and Endeavor said, you just fucked up my lunch." And then he goes to Jet Burnham, and I don't think it really does anything. And I don't then, think
1: it did anything. Yeah. yeah. I was like, hmm. That's why I was thinking. Like, I wonder if they... Mod, you know, new and improved modified him.
0: Yeah, no, all new, right? Is that what they're called, or is it?
1: <laughs> I don't remember. I
0: think it's all new.
1: I'm so excited for this battle up for this upcoming fight. Uh, yeah, I'm, like, really so my excited. hopes
0: for the season finale next week are that Nomu burns the fuck out of this thing. <laughs> That's pretty much it. <laughs> That's all I got. Yeah,
1: I'm really excited. I there was like the little preview for the next episode, and um. It looks like it's going to be obviously like a big televised fight because there's like that clip of um, Todoroki looking, you know,
0: looking up and taking it all in. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like watching it. It's going to be like a Camino
0: incident. That thing was brought. There was a helicopter flying around over above the battle. Like by the time that thing was over, like, do you think it's going to get to that level of uh, scale? This is
1: like the first fight with the new number one hero, right? This is like the first big incident. No,
0: I think you're right. Yeah. I mean and then I think overhaul talk- wasn't really like a big public incident because it was like you're right. I mean
1: yeah, it the wasn't the whole thing
0: wasn't like a big public thing. It was like an undercover kind of deal. Yeah, and it was, was like, like a, like a, a, a planned to-
1: operation. Yeah. This is like an enemy attack. And I think it's gonna be a big it's gonna be a big fight. I'm really excited. I'm glad they're ending it on like a big action y scene. I'm excited.
0: Me fucking too. It's gonna um, be good. So for eighty seven, that's gonna do it maybe for next week i can get me you and feds all on a skype together i don't know if that'll work or not it might it yeah might. i
1: think you can do multiple people on one call
0: technologically challenged is a polite way to put it but if you had a good time on this uh, episode this week make sure you're waiting subscribe on apple podcast Titcher, spotify youtube all the places where the podcasts live kelly thank you so much for taking the time in the midst of this weirdo quarantine situation we're living through No problem. It was good to see you and talk with you and like have a social interaction with a person who does not live in my apartment.
1: (laughs) Social distancing.
0: Yeah. I can't wait till it's fucking over.
1: Same. I'm such an, honestly, like most of my life hasn't really changed that much because I'm such an introvert. I never go anywhere. I never leave my house. I never leave my house anyway. I'm with you. But I'm like dying. Like I my big social stuff is i go hang out with like my parents and stuff and i'll take the kids to the park and just not being able to do that is honestly driving me mad.
0: So. Yeah, my social dis- my social interaction is like like you said, not much has changed in terms of day to day, but knowing that i've got the freedom to go have a beer with Mary Lou or, like, go pick up food or, like, go to my buddy's house and just hang out for a little bit, like, yeah. without paranoia of maybe getting sick or can bringing something back to the people in my house and getting them sick. like
1: Yeah, just, like, the grocery store. It's, like, <sighs> such a, oh, God, it's, like, yeah. I don't like it.
0: <laughs> I hate it. I so Can hate we it.
1: ask your listeners, um, I don't know how many you have, but can we ask them if they thought that best genus was dead? If, he, if they can I let mean, us know, yeah.
0: I mean, if you guys thought the, did you guys think Best Genius was dead? If you made it to the episode here, I think you kind of owe us a, an answer. Did you think Best Genius was dead? We'll put up some stuff on Instagram or Twitter too, maybe. But
1: yeah, I want to know what people thought. Um, maybe at, it was just me. Maybe I was naive.
0: No, you're not alone because I texted one of my, I texted our social media girl MJ in Texas yesterday, and I said, hey. Did you think Genus was dead? And she's like, I know what's up with Genis. I'm like, did you watch today's episode? She said, no. I said, all right, well, if you watch today's episode, you'll know that they reveal that he's still alive. She's like, oh, all right, well, I already knew that. But she yeah. treated it as if it was a big reveal that he was still alive. Like, I think that they intentionally left it ambiguous, you know. I, I don't know. Well, let, let me back it up. I think they left it ambiguous, didn't realize it. And they were like, oh, we can use Best genus as a great way to articulate the approval rating of heroes like rank on the chart, is what I think really happened. But yeah. let us know what you think at db superdope one on Twitter, at db superdope on Instagram. You can email us at um what the fuck is that? You can email us, uh dbsuperdope at gmail.com. Rate, subscribe, all the things. Share it with your friends, okay? We're in quarantine. We got lots of downtime to listen to stuff. If you need more stuff to listen to, patreon.com slash Dope. We've got several videos of the last couple months of podcasts. I don't know, almost 100 extra episodes. We did all of Death Note. Did lots of Book of Academia as well. First two seasons. So go check that out. That $5 tier, we appreciate it. I've lost... Lots of work as a musician in the last two weeks, and it sucks balls. Um, yeah. Kelly, thank you so much. I hope to see your face again. Eventually. Well, at least digitally in the meantime.
1: Yeah, for sure. For the next, I would love to for the next episode. This will be really fun.
0: Season finale, baby.
1: I can't believe it.
0: It's already here. Why? What are we going to do I in do? the meantime? What, you, what, what are you going to do? Dude. What am I going to do? I still gotta um, make a podcast once a week somehow.
1: I mean, I don't know.
0: Shoe spider Man, we could do Ghibli.
1: Ghibli. We'll find some you stuff. You should watch
0: Pokeroso. It's a good one. Okay. Well, we'll figure out, we'll, we'll, we'll game plan that stuff. Uh, right. In the meantime, I'm gonna raise my hand with the peace sign. Kelly's uh-huh. gonna uh-huh. tell me movies. Do 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 do